0: And then just like the next the next point is chewing. This is so funny. I talk about chewing with my clients like way off, more often than I thought I ever would. But like, do you want to be like really chewing on something? Some people don't care. Some people can chew just fine when they run. I am not a person that can chew when I run. It's like, I'm trying to do too many things at once. I'm like <laughs> out of breath. I feel like I'm like inhaling through my mouth. Like it's not a good scenario.
1: Are you constantly worried about getting injured, or you don't know how to get faster as a runner, and you want to continue to run for stress relief, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery, and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week on the show, we coach you to grow as a runner, just like the process of building a strong, durable home that will last a lifetime, requiring little maintenance. The design and planning is your mindset. The foundation is your strength training. The framing is your run plan. The electrical and plumbing is your nutrition. The insulation, drywall, and flooring is your recovery. The landscaping and exterior is your race strategy. If you master the six parts of growing as a runner, your running will be strong and last long, hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Every week, we help a runner just like you build their dream home. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. This episode is powered by UCAN, fuel smarter during a run with the best no sugar energy gel on the market, delivering up to 75 minutes plus of steady energy to power your best running performance. If you've been listening to this podcast and you know how important it is to fuel your body for your runs, especially those long runs and races. And one of the biggest questions we get from our athletes is, what should I take with me during a run in order to get that fuel in? And our healthy runner coaching team and I have been using UCAN Energy Gels for all of our long runs and races since it launched over a year ago now. We recommend it to all our athletes because it's not made up of sugar, which means it's easy on the stomach, especially for those of you who haven't responded to other gels. The other thing I love about it is the consistency is not thick like its competitors. So it goes down nice and easy, especially when you're running at a hard effort or it's really hot outside. And the other thing is it tastes amazing. So my personal favorite flavor is the strawberry banana um, with pineapple finishing in a close second. However, the most important reason that we recommend it to our athletes and I use it myself. To power my runs is because it provides that long-lasting energy that we need in order to crush that long run or race. So now that you're a part of our Healthy Runner community, you will get 20% off all your orders using the special link I have in the show notes. Just go to youcan.co. That's .co, not .com. Forward slash healthy runner and use the code healthy runner during checkout when placing your order to get your twenty percent off. Go ahead and give Ucan Energy Gel a try for your next long run. Trust me, you won't regret it. Do you not know where to start with choosing the right fuel for your runs? With all the products on the market. It can get confusing which one might be best for you, and if you're wondering what the difference between gels, chews, or liquid options are um, that you should be taking during your long runs or your next race, we are going to clarify that for you today. Really, how to choose your run fuel is the topic, and I have brought back on an expert back onto the show. So welcome to the Healthy Runner podcast where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. In this episode, Coach Brooke, registered dietitian nutritionist, is back from our Spark Healthy Runner coaching team and Intentful Nutrition to clarify this important topic when it comes to choosing the nutrition you should be fueling your body with as a runner. In this episode, we're really gonna cover who should be fueling for their long runs and races when should you be really practicing this fueling strategy how do you even begin to sort through all the products on the market and we're going to talk about the differences between the gels choose liquids is there an advantage to using the liquid fuel over gels and is there an advantage to using whole foods so brooke Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast to share all your knowledge and wisdom. Um, It's always great to connect with you. So thanks for being back.
0: Yes, of course. Thanks for having me, Duane. And I'm really excited for this episode because I just have so much to share. And I know that this is something that many runners always have questions about. So I hope that we address lots of questions today.
1: Yes, absolutely. This is like one of the most common topics and questions that we get within our Healthy Runner coaching program, um, within our Healthy Runner Facebook group, our community group. Um, so I am excited to share this on the podcast today. And for those of you that don't know Brooke Zarnecki, who is a registered dietitian uh, nutritionist, she's a runner, and she's an expert um, within our Spark Healthy Runner coaching team. She's passionate about helping runners to prevent under-fueling by learning how to effectively fuel your body so you can enjoy life's adventures and as we know trying to grow as a runner i know most of you are listening to this either coming out of your i'm going to call it younger years of being like an adolescent runner maybe you ran in high school maybe you ran in college um, or even maybe you started running in your 20s and you really didn't know how to do it and now you want to get more educated on it Or you could be like an adult onset runner like me, you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and you've started running. It could be overwhelming, like if you don't have a plan and you don't have a strategy, um, a lot of times our running gets slower or worse, we wind up getting injured, and It's really key to master six elements to growing as a runner to not only feel more confident in getting stronger and faster, but you're going to stay healthy and enjoy the process of running again. One of those elements is proper nutrition and fueling your body for running right, that is one of the key elements and that's the one that we're really focusing on today. And for those of you uh, who aren't aware and you haven't listened to other episodes before, we do have a Spark Healthy Runner freebie ebook that really takes you through these six steps to growing as a runner, where it's a roadmap with a ton of supplemental resources, visuals, videos of trainings on specific topics like what should you be doing for your run plan, your strength training for running, nutrition, what we're going to talk about today, and then also recovery, and then also race day strategy, and then the all-important mindset. So we get into all of those six steps to growing as a runner. So make sure you get your download um, by going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com to get that resource and all of the bonus content um, with it. And then also, I always like to uh, remind folks that We do get questions and I love questions, honestly, um, especially on Instagram. If you want to shoot me a DM, uh, spark healthy runner at spark healthy runner, and I'll be happy to answer your question. But what's even better, or if you want to uh, remain anonymous, you can submit your question uh, to be answered on the next Ask Dwayne uh, podcast episode where whether it's a running related training question, an injury question, a nutrition question, um, a fun fact question or a question you want to ask myself, Brooke, or anyone in our Spark Healthy Runner coaching team, um, we'll be happy to have it. And I would really welcome it on the next Ask Dwayne episode. So we are looking for questions. So just click the link in the show notes to submit your question um, and we'll get to it on the podcast. And I love hearing your questions and interacting with you. So please submit that content. I thank you in advance. Um, It will just help more runners really get answers to questions that they're probably wondering as well, because it's probably not just you. Let's be honest, right? (laughs) Um, We've all had those questions before. So before we kind of um, get into this uh, deep dive topic, um, Brooke, do you want to share with us the exciting news of the launch that just happened in your world?
0: Yes, so the Actively Fueled podcast is officially up and running. Uh, there should be, at this point, four or five episodes for y'all to tune into, and I'm just like so excited about it because it's a podcast. We're going to talk about things that we don't often hear about in running. So I really wanted to focus on like the mental health aspect of of running and athletes, and just how to best support our bodies to prevent burnout, and you know, doing this nutritionally physically and mentally, like how do we prevent burnout? How do we achieve longevity in our sports and do it in a positive way? Because I feel like sometimes running can become like this really toxic energy and this toxic environment. So I'm just really excited to deep dive into all a whole bunch of different topics and really focus on that mental health piece of athletics. So I just, I'm so super excited for the podcast and I can't wait for it to continue to grow and you know help many many more runners. So I'm very excited.
1: Yes, I'm excited for you as well. Um, I know you're going to be able to help many many people tuning in uh, to your show. And yeah, congratulations on the uh, podcast launch. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see that thing that thing take off and, uh, for more people to learn how to really like fuel their bodies and stay active. So I'm super excited about that. And so let's get into this topic guys of kind of one of these right, really important elements to growing as a runner is like mastering this nutrition bucket, if you will. And so Brooke, if we can start off by just sharing with us, like who should be fueling for their long runs and races and i guess this is like a common question i know a lot of our clients wind up asking us like when their long runs get up to and i don't know if you're going to kind of get to this but like when their long runs get up to what amount should they start you know fueling for their um long runs
0: yeah to even back that up to the very beginning of like who really should be fueling everybody, no matter what your pace is, no matter when you started running, like no matter what your experience level is, every single person who is moving their body needs to be fueling their body during their long runs if they're doing long runs um, and leading up to their races and for race day as well. So there's no criteria to, well, I don't qualify for that or I'm not a good enough runner to start fueling my long runs. I hear that all of the time. You know, people are like, well, I'm too slow. I don't need to fuel my long runs. It doesn't matter what your pace is. It doesn't matter if you're super fast, like you have to be fueling your runs. Um, I know I fell into the trap like in college where we would do like 12 mile long runs and I'd be like, oh, I don't need fuel. Like I'm too good for that. And I just like seriously sacrificed so much performance um, and not feeling good during my runs because I refuse to fuel my body properly. So everybody needs fuel. And if you are running over 60 minutes, you really want to be thinking about bringing fuel. And when I talk about fuel, I'm talking about both food and hydration out with you on your long runs. And this truly can make such a big difference with your performance and just the way that you feel. Like if you ever feel like you get to the end of your last couple of miles in your long run, and you're like, it's just a slog, like a slog. I just got to get home. I, my legs are starting to feel like bricks. My energy's tanking. Like that's likely a fuel issue. So If you're running over that 60 minute mark, you've got to be thinking about bringing fuel with you Um, again, regardless of your pace.
1: Yeah, I know. Great point. And I hear that a lot as well that, you know, I don't, or I've never needed to fuel before. Like, why should I start now? And it's like, but wait, you're telling me you actually want to get faster, or you're telling me like you don't want to get injured anymore and you want to get out of this injury cycle, um, but you're training your body hard. And you're not actually fueling it appropriately. So you're like running on E, right? It's like the car analogy that the car is, you know, running on E. Or it's like if we use the house analogy in how to grow uh, as a runner in our six-step plan, it's like, you know, trying to, you know, do something on your computer with no electricity. Right? Your, your battery life on your laptop is only going to last so long, right? And then you're going to have to plug in. And if you don't have electricity feeding right, your laptop, that thing's going to shut down just like your body is going to shut down um, with running. So totally. thank you for kind of bringing that up that really we all need to fuel whether or not you are like a, a very accomplished runner and you're super fast. And you're like, I don't need it, right? Like, you were competitively as a younger athlete, right? Uh, Or if you're feeling like, well, I got into running for like weight loss and, you know, I certainly don't need to be eating more calories. Like Mm -hmm. I'm running because I should be burning calories, shouldn't I? And right. I'm sure you get that one a lot as well.
0: Yes. And I, you know, the other thing too, is I'll, I'll work with a lot of runners and they'll say, well, I've been doing it forever. Like I've been doing long runs without fuel forever. And it's like, well, just because you can, doesn't mean that you should. And oftentimes we don't realize the amount of performance or even just energy, the way that we're we're feeling, we, we don't know how much we're leaving on the table. And so when you start to actually fuel your body properly during those runs, it's like, you fall in love with running again because you're like, I didn't realize how incredible I could feel with proper fuel in my body. And this has happened to so many of my athletes. And they're like, I truly, truly underestimated how much better I would feel if I started to actually like put effort into my nutrition during my runs. So, you know, don't underestimate the power of nutrition again, just because you can go, you know, three hours without fuel on your run doesn't mean that you should. So I'll leave it at that. But you know, truly, you don't realize what, what else could be unlocked when you, when you go and you start fueling with, with proper nutrition during your runs. Yes.
1: Like, just imagine, guys, like what more you'd be able to do or what, what more joy, like you mentioned, you would have for running if you actually fueled and were like happy. During your run, and didn't feel like you know this was like a slugfest, and where yeah. your, your legs were like super heavy, and you just didn't have the energy. And why did that last mile feel so hard? Um, you know, we hear that a lot. So yeah, just imagine the possibilities um, yeah. if you do fuel. So from what I'm gathering, there to summarize, who should be fueling for their long runs and races? Pretty much everyone. We don't discriminate, right? Everyone, everyone's welcome to start. You know, the fueling train. Right, hop on board. We're going to start fueling for our runs in order to really provide provide that spark, right, for our running. Um, so we can so we can keep the lights on, uh, essentially. Love that. Um, so <laughs> that might be our new tagline. <laughs> um, so when is really the best time where we really need to start practicing um, with fuel because and full. Full disclosure: Some of the folks that I work with, if they're coming back, or not even—I don't even like say coming back—they currently have a "quote unquote" running-related injury, whether it's plantar fasciitis, IT band syndrome, runner's knee, right, like shin splints. Usually, right, we're not having them stop running, and we're actually having them start with like a run-walk progression. And I'm taking them through like each week. So, you know, some of those runs they could be either. 20 minutes long and it's run walk. They could be 30 minutes long. Um, so when is really like the best time, you know, for runners to really start practicing with fuel during their runs?
0: Yeah. So, When your your long runs are exceeding that 60 minute mark, even if it's run walk, like that is, I still recommend that you start fueling out at that mark. And I say the same thing to my hikers. Like I work with a lot of people that are just outdoor people, Um, the same rules apply. So it's really any endurance exercise over that 60 minutes is going to require that fuel and like start early, right? So as soon as you have those long runs that are exceeding that 60 minute mark, that could be, you know, week four of your week. 20 marathon plan. Like you have to start early and getting yourself in the routine of always fueling when you have runs over an hour can, it just, it trains your brain and it trains your body that that's just what it's going to expect. That's just what we need. Um, and so practice, practice, practice really makes perfect. And then it also helps prevent all those like dreaded GI issues because you have so much experience with, you know, what works, you know, the timing of what you need to do to, to have you know less GI issues, you know, the products that you like. And so the earlier that you can start, the what, like the earlier or the not pushing off, starting, you know, to fuel during your long runs, the better. So as soon as you start to hit that mark of 60 minutes, okay, I need to start fueling. Um, and that could be, you know, as early in your training as a week. So, you know, don't underestimate again, how soon you should start in your training plan.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great point. And even I've shared this on the podcast before, but, you know, even some of my shorter runs, even though they're less than 60 minutes, I just started fueling with, you know, something small prior to my runs um, and making sure that there is some fuel on board, Um, but definitely even sometimes even a hard harder run let's say i was doing intervals or a tempo run i might take fuel with me on that run even if it was like at that 60 minute mark or even slightly less um depending upon you know how much fuel i had on board depending upon like timing from when i woke up um so really the earlier you start the better but definitely if your your run is lasting more than an hour like you should definitely be fueling is what i'm hearing from you is that correct
0: Yep. And to clarify too, you know, when your run is longer than an hour, I don't mean to start fueling at an hour. And sometimes that can get confusing as well. So if your your run is longer than an hour, I I recommend that you start fueling within the first 30 minutes of your run. Um, So I want to clarify that too, because that can get tricky. Like some people are like, oh, I don't start fueling until after – until I feel it. So if you are feeling hunger or you're feeling that energy crash – Too late, like we want to try to get ahead of that, so I always recommend fueling like within your first 30 minutes of those longer runs over an hour. Um, and this includes water too. And you know, even during like those hot summer days, yeah, I'll bring water with me for even like a 30 minute run because I'm sweating, I know that I'm losing a lot of fluids, and so even just having water with you on like a you know, three to four mile run when it's 90 degrees and it's humid outside can make such a big difference too. So Play around with it. You know, there's no like hard and fast rules. And if you want to fuel when you have a 45 minute run, go for it. Like there's nothing, you know, there's no, again, there's no hard and fast rules. You can, there's room to play.
1: I'm so glad that you clarified that because, yeah, many runners do feel that way that I'm not going to fuel until either that 45 minute mark or that hour mark. And yeah, I think that's key. And, you know, we talk about that in kind of our race day strategy. And you've shared that before on the podcast in our marathon specific nutrition episode of really getting ahead, right? And it's not a matter of, you know, once you start to feel that energy start to come down or the second half of the race, it's like, no, you're feeling like in the beginning of the race when you feel absolutely great, you feel like you're on top of the world, you know, you're just like, Hey, this is a piece of cake. Like, no, you are getting ahead of it. And I think that is, that is a, a, a mindset shift, I think for many runners, because they're really not used to they're used to being reactive versus like proactive. And you know how like, proactive we are um, on this show in talking about strategies like strength training to prevent running related injuries or to actually get faster um, versus, you know, getting that injury or like running a bunch of races and getting slower. And then you're like, oh, maybe I should start strength training perhaps, or maybe I should actually start, you know, doubling down on recovery strategies um, for my running. So yeah. Proactive is definitely uh, key. And yeah, so... This fueling topic, um, there's a lot of stuff out there, Brooke. Um, you know, I think anyone, any runners ever search for anything, probably on like Google, winds up getting <laughs> like ads thrown at them. You know, you like search one thing and then you get like all these ads um, for all these different products and there's so much out there. So how do we like get rid of the noise or how do you even begin to like sort through all of the products on the market? Um you know, what do you recommend for runners really to kind of find what they should be using to fuel their bodies for their runs?
0: Yeah. Such a great question. And again, like, it's so overwhelming. Even I, like I was training for one of my big ra- a first, one of my first races in a long time last year. And I had been years since I was training for anything. And I was like, whoa, there are so many more products out on the market that I like Just not even aware of. So, there's just so many things. Like, it's so overwhelming. Um, And the first thing I want to say is just that there is not like one superior product. So, I know that like marketing is always like really good on all of these products, but there's not like one product that is 100% superior to another. They all can serve your body in different ways, and every single person is going to be different in what works for them. So, I just want to put a disclaimer around that before we talk about anything um, because like I said, so many products, marketing coming at you from all different directions. You just got to find what works for you. And the way to do that, the first thing I always say to my runners is like, find a product that you think you might like the taste of, truly. like You have to like the taste of what you're fueling with or else you're not going to fuel. Um, I had that experience. I, I I didn't take my own advice and I tried the new flavor of Honey Stinger on race day. And It was bad (laughs) and I couldn't (laughs) get it
2: down.
1: Nothing new on race day. Come on.
0: (laughs) It was so bad. I was like, I love all the Honey Stinger flavors. This is a new one. Like I'm going to like it. No, it was terrible. Um, So truly like first I say, whatever you think will taste good to you, pick those products. Like if the flavors sound good, it's looking like something that you might like, try it. Um, so first thing I always go for is the taste, because if you don't like the taste, you're not going to do it. You're not going to fuel with it. Um, and then the, the second thing that you might like to consider is how you're going to carry your fuel. So sometimes the size of the product makes a difference. You know, sometimes there are bigger products with. Lots of fuel, lots of energy in them. Sometimes there are smaller products that have more bang for their buck in terms of energy and carbs. So be mindful of how you're going to carry your fuel. Like, are you going to have pockets? Are you going to have water bottles? Like, how do you want to carry your fuel with you? Um, So that's another consideration that you might take into account while you're picking out your fuel.
1: Um So, just to chime in there. So, if you don't have a lot of storage, essentially, right, Mm -hmm. and you plan on like stashing, Gels, perhaps, and like shorts or like sports bras, and, and you're running a marathon and you need a lot of these things. That's yep. probably not the best strategy, uh, right? You want to make sure you're thinking about like how am I carrying this stuff. And for those of you that use a vest or a hydration vest, like, yes, those are great because you got lots of pockets on there, you have lots of areas to stash. But I've seen Um, a couple of runners at races, unfortunately lose their fuel. That was like just hanging out on their waistband or I've seen like some crazy stuff. People like just tape it to their shorts and then like (laughs) the tape comes off. Um, so yeah, I, I think you bring up a great point. I hope you are enjoying this episode and it is providing value for you. I wanted to take a brief moment to share a story of a real runner like you who is struggling with a common problem that you may be facing. Here is one of our athletes who got the guidance, support, and accountability from our Healthy Runner coaching team to get clarity and structure on the six steps to growing as a runner with personalized strength, nutrition, and run plans. I hope their story inspires you that there is hope to either get over your running injury or to continue getting faster or running longer so you can continue to get in those mental clearing miles and enjoy your running journey again. Here is their inspiring story.
2: So my name's Rachel, and I started working with Dwayne and the Healthy Spark Runner team back in February and we started working together because I was having a nagging knee pain that was not going away no matter how many times I tried to take rests or do rehab on my own. No matter what I did, when I started increasing my miles again, that knee pain wouldn't come back. I also was having a hard time doing any strength training on my own because I also like to rock climb. So trying to find time to do all the training for running and all my rock climbing and training for climbing was really difficult for me. The last straw was when I started noticing I was getting plantar fasciitis and was waking up with foot pain. So I figured that Dwayne would be the perfect person to go to after finding him on his podcast. So we worked together for four months and even in just one month of working with Dwayne, my knee pain was almost completely resolved um, and is completely resolved now after the four months. His plan completely suited what I needed for my lifestyle. So he planned everything out based on like my work schedule, my climbing schedule. He even incorporated my vacations that I was going on to make sure that I could really adhere to the plan with the understanding that we could be flexible if we needed to and change things as time went on. Um, But following his strength protocols and doing all of the exercises he gave me immediately um, put me out of pain. And since then I have been training for the Hartford Marathon and I'm planning on doing, um, the Pemiwassett loop in New Hampshire, which is just over 30 miles in a few weeks. And I'm completely pain-free and I totally owe that to the Spark Healthy Runner team. And I cannot stress enough how wonderful an experience I had and how perfect they were to work with. Um, Even I'm working with their nutritionist as well. And she gives great tips so that you're not kind of in the dark with that. So I always, always recommend Dwayne and his team to everyone.
1: I hope sharing that story inspired you and provided you some hope If you want the one-on-one structure, accountability, and support from our Healthy Runner coaching team of experts, check out the -the behind-the-scenes video tour of our signature coaching program you just heard about, including other stories from runners who are just like you and were struggling with the same sticking points before they signed up for our program. Just head to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com to learn more and book your strategy call with me today. Now let's get back into this episode. All right. What what do I actually want to carry with me? How am I going to like transport this? And then from what I'm hearing from you is certain products are, are larger than others and certain ones have a little bit more, maybe more calorie dense in yep. like a smaller size versus like their competitor that's a larger size. Yep. 100%. Okay. Yep. All right. Point well taken. Got it.
0: Yes. And then just like the next, the next point is chewing. This is so funny. I talk about chewing with my clients like way off more often than I thought I ever would. But like, do you want to be like really chewing on something some people don't care. Some people can chew just fine when they run. I am not a person that can chew when I run. It's like I'm trying to do too many things at once. I'm like <laughs> out of breath. I feel like I'm like inhaling through my mouth. Like it's not a good scenario. Um, so, you know, if you're somebody that doesn't like to chew, maybe chews or like whole food options are not for you. Um, so just kind of take into consideration what you what you think like the mouth feel essentially um so if you're gonna be distracted by chewing or it's gonna cause you like just a little bit of anxiety (laughs) um that's something to consider so how much chewing do you want to be doing that will also play into your decision of what you're choosing between like gel versus chew versus maybe a liquid fuel option Um, so that was my next point and The last point that I'll make too, before we kind of dive into maybe like more specifics is, is the product going to give you what you need for your runs? So when you're running, you need between 30 to 60 grams of carb per hour. So are the products that you're choosing getting you to that goal? Same thing with your hydration. You're going to want at least 250 milligrams of sodium per hour, are the products that you're choosing going to get you to that goal. So, looking at the backs of packages, reading labels, things like that, those are going to help you determine like is this going to help me get to my goal or how many of these do I need to help me get to my goal? Because sometimes you might need two gels to get to that. Sometimes you might need three gels to get to that depending on the brand. So just again, things to consider if you're like short on space or you're somebody that's like I just want to eat as like least the least what am I trying to say? Time-wise, you don't want to be eating like every 10 minutes. You want to be eating every 20 minutes, you know, something like that. So mm-hmm. just taking those things into consideration.
1: All right. So kind of considerations that we want to look at as runners is like taste. First and foremost, you kind of mentioned like, hey, like, you want it to at least taste good, right? You don't want to be like holding your nose as you're trying to like, you know, ingest <laughs> this thing while you're running. Uh, because I'm talking about coordination, right? Try to do that. Um <laughs> the size of the product and, and, and really size does matter perhaps in uh, fueling <laughs> for running, um, the chews, or if you're a chewing person or, you know, like I'm a big chewer, like I love chewing my, my food. I, I don't love chewing on the run though. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm never satisfied what I eat if like Yeah. I don't know. I don't do well with like soft, mushy food. It doesn't do anything for me. Like I love my carrots. I love my apple. Like I got to crunch into something (laughs) and use those like muscles of mastication. Mastication, guys. Like, I don't know where everyone's mind is, but that's our (laughs) chewing muscles in your jaw, by the way. So, for those of you who have TMJ issues and dysfunction, now we're like really getting like sidetracked here, but you might not want to chew a lot because you got some spasms in your masseter muscle um, or your chewing muscles. Uh, And then the fourth point I heard was really calories wise and how dense is the product, how much fuel do you need for that particular run and thinking about timing in terms of you know if i'm going to be taking this gel once every 15 minutes or this one i can take one every 20 minutes right did i did i understand you correctly
0: you sure did
1: All Right, i was taking notes here so i was good i i got four kind of main points awesome um so yeah, what is the, we've kind of mentioned gels and then you mentioned chewing and I've never actually tried these like full transparency, um, but I hear about these like blocks and mm-hmm. other chewing options and they have like the waffles, right? The hungy stinger waffles. And I know some people um, use those, but like, what's the difference between like the gels, the, you know, the chews or even like liquid fuel options?
0: Yeah. I love that question. And before I forget, I wanted to mention the feed.com. Um, it's a way for you guys to try like single items. So if you want to experiment with different fuel options, you can just buy like one single honey stinger of a certain flavor or one single you can flavor of, you know, whatever it is. So you can just like you don't have to buy a whole package of something. Like, you're not committing to a whole package. So the feed.com is really useful for this. Um, but the difference between like a, a goo or a gel versus a chew versus a liquid option, really, they're all going to give you your carbohydrates. They're all going to give you some sort of electrolytes. So it truly just depends on what your preference is in terms of, again, that mouthfeel and how you're going to be ingesting your fuel. Sometimes the chews are made with a different type of carbohydrate. So they can might be sometimes easier to digest Um, like if you have like GI issues, if if a runner tells me I can't do the liquid options or I can't do the, um, the gels because they really hurt my stomach. They, they just like immediately cause diarrhea or they immediately cause cramping. I'll say, let's try a chew option. Sometimes the carbohydrate makeup is a little bit different and the digestion is slower because again, you're chewing on that actual chew for a little bit. It's not immediately going into your gut. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's a tolerance Thing as well and with the differences between the gel versus the chew versus the liquid Um, but truly it's it's more about what your preference is and how you are going to be most efficient at getting fuel in your body Um, but yeah a lot of a lot of my runners love the like the blocks because I I don't know it's just like you just pop one in your mouth every couple of minutes and it's it's a lot easier like I said sometimes it's a lot easier on the stomach too so whatever whatever you want to experiment with
1: Right. And there's like the jelly beans, right? There's yeah. like a bunch of different uh, chewing options. Um, yeah. So, all right. In kind of those are the differences between. So, from what I'm hearing, is really just how do you want to ingest your fuel? Do you want to drink it? Do you want to take it in a gel form? Do you want to chew it? But then also, there might be different carbohydrate makeup of each of those. And then I would say, probably even the differences between gels, right? So Mm -hmm. like, you can, for example, is, you know, the gel that I use in my runs. And I've talked about many times in this podcast, they've been like supporter of the podcast from the beginning, long before they even had a gel, by the way. Um, But their gel is made up of more of like a slower acting carb, um, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like high sugar. So if someone did want to avoid high sugar products, whether, because sometimes I know runners, especially when they're, you know, exerting themselves to the max, like at a race, um, don't tolerate a lot of sugar well in their GI system. And, you know, UCAN has kind of worked out for them where it isn't that high sugar content um, in the product, but really looking at the different types of kind of carbs that is made up of the gel or even of the chew um, as you're kind of deciding.
0: Yes. So, like, for example, if you look at some gels, they have, like, uh, fructose plus maltodextrin, and then, like, another, another chew or another gel might have just, like, glucose plus you know, basamati rice, like there's different carbohydrate sources in the gel. So if one gel doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean that all gels won't work for you. Um, so you can look at the ingredients and try to, you know, decipher like, oh, okay, what kind of different carbs are in here? And just again, play around with it, experiment around with it, but don't discount like a, a product or, you know, a gel because like one didn't work for you. You can try a different brand that maybe has a different makeup. Um, like, you know, the, the Morton gels or like the SIS gels, they have a totally different makeup than like a goo, for example. So yeah, there's lots of different options out there that you can play around with.
1: Okay. All right. And then I know it seems, I know runners have mentioned this to me. I don't know if you've had, you know, the similar conversation with kind of texture, right? Because a lot Mm -hmm. of them totally different texture too. And I know some people may try, let's say, a goo that's on a race course. And we're just saying goo because I feel like that was like the OG. That was like one, the yeah. first one that ever came out, I think. Yeah. Um, so that one was like popular at most races, but I have definitely seen a shift um last couple of years in terms of like what fuel is on the course at a lot of the races. Um, but if that didn't work for them because it was you know, too thick. Like I, I get a lot of runners that like, I just can't like take the gel. It's like weird. It's this thick texture. Um, each gel is different as well. Right. In terms yep. of like consistency. And that's is one of the reasons why I do like the, UCAN um, option because it is like a thinner consistency is, isn't as like thick where, you know, you're like, you know, take one gulp and then it's like, you got to chug your water right after it just to like, get it down your throat. Yep. Um, so there's different textures um, out there as well, and yeah, thank you for sharing that. feed.com. That's kind of cool to be able to like not have to invest in a whole box. You know, if you if you, if you have commitment issues, guys, and you don't want to commit to a whole box of a product just to give it to like your running buddy, um, you you can check out that website um, that that Brooke mentioned to you know try single serve options um, for you. And is there an advantage to doing? you know, liquid fuel over the gels and the goose?
0: Yeah. So really no like advantage in terms of performance. But again, if if you're finding that you are not somebody that likes to have, you know, your hydration and then you have your fuel and you just want it all in one, the liquid options might be for you. And, you know, the liquid options that we're talking about are the options that have like two to 400 calories per serving in them. These are not just like the you know, the products with like 20 grams of carb per serving, these are more like 40 to 50 grams of carb per serving. Um, they're oftentimes called like super fuel or like high carb fuel options and you just dump it in like your water. So you're getting your hydration plus your fuel all in one. Um, I will say that sometimes athletes have a hard time tolerating that gut wise. So, you know, just be aware of that again, like all of these different products are going to potentially react differently in your gut. I have a gut of steel. I I can kind of do whatever I want. Some runners can do that. A lot of people can't. So you got to play you. around. <laughs> <laughs> you got to play around. That could also be I'm still pretty young. Maybe like in my older years I'm not going <laughs> to do that, but um so yeah, you know, and for for cyclists, we probably don't have any cyclists listening to this, but like a liquid option is I oftentimes recommend. We
1: got, we got triathletes who listen to this podcast. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So
0: like triathletes, you know, cyclists, I do recommend like a liquid option usually because you're not fiddling with like a wrapper on your bike. You're just taking, you know, your, your nutrition through a bottle and you don't have to worry about it. So that can be really easy. Um, So those are like the, the advantages to the liquid fuel options. But again, nothing is like superior in terms of um you know performance wise like this is the product that you want to use it's purely a preference thing and potentially ease of access to the product
1: gotcha gotcha and yeah definitely carrying options like we had talked about before is going to matter in terms of like how much liquid are you going to take with you Mm -hmm. um And then how about, because I know um, Coach Kat on our team is a big fan of doing more whole foods and she's talked about this in a couple of previous episodes before. And I know she does like the UCAN bars um, either during a run or before a run. And, you know, is there an advantage to doing like whole foods versus the gels and the liquid uh, fuel options?
0: Yeah. The only advantage to the whole foods is if somebody has a really sensitive stomach and like... The products that you know usually, if I have sensitive stomach peeps, I'll be recommending like products like More Inner You Can or Spring Energy Gels. Um, if those aren't working, then like the whole food option is oftentimes the route we go because of the the GI distress. Like the stomach can tolerate that a little bit better sometimes with some people. Um, but you know we don't need to be worrying about like eating too much sugar or getting too many carbs on our run. Like your body's a carb is a carb when you're running, your body's not recognizing the difference. It's just wanting fuel. So, you know, again, performance wise, nutrition wise, it's, there's no advantage unless it's like whole food or no food. Like we're going to need to go the whole food option. So purely it's, it's a GI distress, a GI tolerance advantage, if anything with the whole food options.
1: Gotcha. All right. So it is a little bit easier Um, For those who aren't tolerating gels and you've tried multiple gels, you've tried multiple liquids, then you're definitely going to want to try some whole food options. And then I just feel like the trail runners, right? Like usually wind up fueling with more like whole food options, it seems. I don't know if it's just like a culture thing or it's just because they're out there for so darn long. Um, You probably need something besides gels and uh, liquids, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, and like usually with the ultra runners, and I've worked with quite a few ultra runners that are training for like hundred milers. It's like a it's a tolerance thing in terms of taste. Like they can only take so much sweet stuff because a lot of the gels and chews are sweet, and so they just get like flavor fatigue. And so we're trying to you know be creative with (laughs) different different options that give you lots of carbs that aren't super like protein heavy and stuff like that. So yeah, there's definitely an advantage for the ultra running community to do more of the the whole food options every now and again throughout the race, but. It's fueling during running is such an art. And I like to describe that to my clients. It is an art. There's no science to it. I mean, there's some science to it, right? Like we have our, our, our boundaries that we want to get to with our carbs and our sodium and our fluids. But after that, it's like, you're painting your own canvas in terms of what is going to work for you and how you're going to get that nutrition in your body. So again, don't be afraid to experiment, get like, have fun with it, try different things and once you find something that works, like stick to it, you know? So, you know, once you find it, like stick to it. I am, I have my, you know, regimented my favorite gels, my favorite shoes and stuff like that. So I'm a creature of habit.
1: Yeah. When you find something like, definitely like, don't switch it up. Like if it works for you, it works. And, but then I'll also add to that, Brooke, right? Like you had mentioned, you know, you kind of alluded to the fact that I was like old before I didn't, you know, say it at the time, but you know, (laughs) I'm going to call you out on it now. Um, as you age, right, body changes, like hormonally things change, um, especially females, you know, you know about this in terms of like perimenopause, postmenopause and, you know, I do find like a lot of runners where something that worked for them five years ago, 10 years ago, isn't the thing that really works with them now. Um, Do you also find that?
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I I do have a couple athletes that have had that experience as well. So yeah, excellent point to bring up too.
1: Awesome. So guys, if you want, you know, more nutrition of more of Brooke's goodness, and uh, she has actually put together a free downloadable ebook on really the ultimate kind of nutrition guide for runners. Um, So if you want to get kind of the top five nutrition tips, you want to get the ultimate snack guide uh, to give you some ideas on what you should be fueling your body with during the day. Today's talk was all about kind of running or fueling during your run, but we also want to be fueling our bodies before your run as well as after your run so you can have proper recovery to fill that recovery bucket of our six steps to growing as a runner. Um, So you can download um, that free ebook that Brooke has put together uh, by just going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. And if you're a runner who's really looking for more individualized nutrition plan, like you've tried all the things that Brooke has just said, and you've tried this, you've tried that, and you're really looking for more of an individualized nutrition plan, and you want to prevent under-fueling so you can run that half marathon or you can run that marathon without hitting the wall. Um, you can learn more about how to work with Coach Brooke um, as your individualized coach, registered dietitian, and then also get all the goodness in terms of one-on-one kind of individualized run and strength training, um, to keep you healthy as a runner, then you can check out more about our signature healthy runner coaching program by going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching. Um, Brooke, this has definitely been uh, super helpful. Hopefully this provided some guidance in how we really choose our running fuel. Any other things that you did want to mention that we haven't mentioned so far?
0: Just the one thing that I did briefly mention earlier that I said, you know, do as I say, not as I do, uh, don't try anything new on race day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, or, you know, another great tip is like a lot of my marathoners, they can't, you know, like take a vest or it just depends on the certain regulations. A lot of the majors you can't wear a vest. Um, so check out ahead of time, like what fuel is going to be on the course and practice with that during those longer efforts, Uh, Before the race so that you're not going in and like just trying a new brand or a new item on race day. So that that's something that we didn't mention that is probably a good one to mention as well. Yes,
1: yes, super, super important for those especially doing the marathon distance. Um, find out what they are going to be giving on the course. And even though they're going to have it on the course, definitely bring your own as well. Don't rely on the course and where you're going to get it on the course because sometimes they run out. Stuff happens where it's not there at the table when you expect it to be there and you need it. Um, So definitely bring extra. And I know you've mentioned that before in previous episodes of like, if you've planned that, hey, I need three gels during my half marathon or I need like six or seven during my marathon, bring an extra one or two. Um, and if you have an extra at the end, I'm sure there's going to be someone running next to you who needs one. And you can yes. be like that friendly, you know, runner and be like, Hey, you need a little energy here. Here you go. I got some extra because I, I planned for the un- unexpected, you know, gel drop or, you know, losing something, um, or you just need more fuel on race day, uh, for that given day. So Brooke, thank you so much for taking time out as always to educate our healthy runner community, um, about how to fuel and what we should choose to fuel with during our runs.
0: Absolutely. Thank- Again, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. It's always, always fun. Uh, you could bash me about my age and you know, I won't <laughs> hold it against you. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, and really investing in educating yourself on, how we grow as runners and learning more about that nutrition bucket. Um, and you got to fill that bucket guys in order to grow in your running journey, no matter what your running goal is as Brooke mentioned. So thanks for taking your time to listen to us during your run or, uh, really checking out the video version on our spark healthy runner YouTube channel. Make sure you check out all the places you can follow Brooke that I'll have in the show notes and check out her new podcast. Um, I am sure that you are going to learn something on there um, and you're going to love that as well. So if you like this training, then you're definitely going to like the previous episode that uh, Brooke talked about how to eat like a runner in episode 169 on the Healthy Runner podcast, or if you're watching the video version, just like, click the video that I have for you here next. As always, guys, let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Thank you as always for listening to the Healthy Runner podcast where we help you get stronger, run faster and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of our six steps to growing as a runner framework at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash grow. Two, follow our Instagram page at sparkhealthyrunner.com Three, join our free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Spark Healthy Runner. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons and trainings back here right to you. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner so you can maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running. Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, or not getting faster as a runner, and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. Thank you again. I really, truly mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.